Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, December 8th. Today on the show, we will talk Harrison Bailey and the UT quarterback situation. We will hear from Mike Herndon of Broadway Sports Media in just a few minutes. But first, we are going to take a deep dive into the Titans' number one problem with just four games left to go in the season. The Titans are 31st in the NFL with just 14 sacks and dead last in sack percentage. The Titans are 31st in the NFL at hurrying the opposing quarterback, creating just 30 hurries in 473 total dropbacks. All of this amounts to a 16.7% pressure rate, good for, you guessed it, 31st in the NFL. During his Monday press conference, three of the first few questions that Mike Vrabel fielded were about the pass rush, or lack thereof, against the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield was allowed to operate largely untouched, and it's what led to the first half blowout. ESPN's Teron Davenport asked about personnel packages and blitz strategies. Mike Vrabel said predictably that it all goes hand-in-hand and then started talking about defensive backs looking into the backfield. Joe Rexroad asked about some of the new pieces, Derek Roberson or Tazar Skipper, and what Tennessee can do to get more creative to generate more pass rush. Vrabel responded with a long list of names that they've tried in those roles and eventually settled on calling it a, quote, fluid situation, which to me says they obviously don't have a clear answer right now. Paul Kaharski asked about last resort options when nothing else seems to be working. To his credit, Vrabel gave as open an answer, I suppose, as he normally would give. You know, we're going to keep working and point out the good stuff that when we when we do do it um, as a unit and we do, you know, work together and, and communicate, you know, that that hopefully next time that, you know, Desmond beats the back, which which is a great move and something that we can show our guys on how to set set the back up and win. And there's other times where. You know, we didn't we didn't play well enough and we didn't coach well enough. And that's allowed the quarterback to, to stay on his first read. Uh, the message is going to be that he was just able to, to go to his first read and and, and, and not find ways to, to affect them, whether it be through disguise coverage or, or rush or, or matching the hand. Here's the issue for all of his answers for me. It means that nothing is working. It means the secondary isn't covering. It means that the coaches aren't scheming. It means that the pass rushers aren't winning one-on-one battles. It means blitzes aren't getting home. And it means they're trying new personnel in new places, and it hasn't worked. It means that the Titans are just going to have to find ways to win without pressuring the quarterback consistently. The defense has a lot of issues, and so did the offensive line, for that matter, on Sunday. But I view the pass rush differently than some of the other issues this team is currently dealing with. For me, Vrabel and general manager John Robinson carry more of the blame in this area for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's Vrabel's area of expertise. It's the position he played. It's the position group that he coached at Houston before becoming a defensive coordinator, and it should be the group that he can develop the most. Front multiplicity is his baby. But most importantly, number two, this was the glaring hole on the roster last season. No one can fault the offensive line for having issues when Taylor Lewan is lost for the year and they have to have a third-string starter at left tackle. It's hard to fault the coach and the GM for the issues in the secondary. Safeties Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro were a huge strength of this team last year. Not so much this year. Adoree Jackson's been hurt. Christian Fulton has been on COVID reserve and been banged up. The front office made a move to go improve this group by acquiring Desmond King, and Malcolm Butler has been pretty solid. There is hope for this group to improve over the final month of the season. But the pass rush was by far the biggest issue over the offseason, and it was by far the biggest investment. Vic Beasley was paid almost $10 million to do nothing and was 86th after five games. 
Jadavian Clowney was, of course, supposed to be the savior, despite there being plenty of red flags, and he didn't register a single sack in eight games before very predictably going on IR with a serious knee injury. You can make some normal football excuses about the offensive line, injuries to a Jory Jackson, and now Jayon Brown, but the lack of production in the pass rush falls squarely at Mike Vrabel and John Robinson's feet. And it will once again be a huge focus of the Titans' offseason plans, regardless of how far this team goes in the postseason. So because the Titans' pass rush is the biggest question surrounding this football team currently, and Mike Vrabel doesn't really have a good clear answer for us right now, I thought I'd bring somebody else in to answer this very unenviable question. We turn to Mike Herndon of the Football and Other F-Words podcast from Broadway Sports Media right here on the 440 Sports Network to try to explain if there is actually a short-term solution to the Titans pass rush issues this season. I guess the the issue that I see is you just don't have the guys, right? So the what you can do, I think, is is try to scheme the pressures. You're going to have to blitz. You're going to have to leave those corners on island. We saw them do some of that against the Browns, and Breon Borders got absolutely roasted. So, you know, the back end and the front end have to be tied together. And, you know, frankly, you know, we keep saying if a Dory Jackson comes back, and we've been saying it for 13 weeks now, but if a Dory Jackson comes back, if Christian Fulton comes back, guys that can play a little bit more man coverage, I think you're going to have to just trust your corners Ask them to, to be big boys on the outside and man up their guys one-on-one and just blitz the crap out of teams. Because I, I just don't see any other way you're going to get a pass rush. You're just not going to line up four and just straight rush with the guys that they've got and get home. It's just not happening, especially not against a very good Browns offensive line, very good Colts offensive line. These are the types of offensive lines you're going to see in the playoffs. They're going to have to figure out some other way to get pressure. Thanks to Mike Herndon of the Football and Other F-Words podcast from Broadway Sports Media right here on the 440 Sports Network. Episodes, of course, dropping every Tuesday, their latest, where they whine a lot about the pass rush as well, and then begin to look ahead and preview the big game against the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up next weekend. Always appreciate talking with him. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. I've seen and heard a lot of Tennessee fans second-guessing Jeremy Pruitt's decision to start Harrison Bailey this week against Florida rather than earlier in the season. And I just want to ask Tennessee fans, what does it matter? The calculus all along was, do you want to win an extra game or two, maybe with Jarek Garantano because he gives you a better chance to win today, or do you want to get some reps for Harrison Bailey in the future? And sure, we can argue about the outcome of the Auburn game where Garantano throws a pick six in a close game late in the third quarter. Maybe Harrison Bailey, in his first ever career start as a true freshman on the road against Auburn, manages to get a W. But does it change the outcome of the Alabama game, the Arkansas game? Probably not. So I'm not sure what the point is as a fan of putting yourself through that. Whether Harrison Bailey starts three games this year or four, whether the Vols go two and eight or three and seven or four and six, that one extra win, that one extra game, that one extra start isn't going to change the big picture trajectory of the Tennessee Volunteers football program. But you know what will change the big picture trajectory of the Tennessee Volunteers program? A modernized, creative offense led by high-level football thinkers that are put in place by Jeremy Pruitt to take control of this offense. Worrying yourself about how many pass attempts or games started Harrison Bailey got in 2020 seems like a waste of your time. But you can focus on the future, and the future has to involve a new offensive scheme. That is what will help Harrison Bailey and Tennessee football the most. And that argument is definitely worth having right now. 
Here's a quick thought on the college football playoff rankings for you Alabama fans, Florida fans, Texas A&M fans. Maybe you Clemson and Notre Dame fans should pay attention too as it pertains to the rankings that are coming out on Tuesday evening because basically nothing should change after last weekend. The most important thing to note about the college football playoff this weekend was that Ohio State played a game and that they won. But the Michigan game next weekend might not happen. The entire college football universe is now focused on what the Big Ten will do next if the Michigan-Ohio State game cannot be played. Are they going to move a bunch of schedules around to accommodate Ohio State's scheduling requirement, just like the ACC and SEC have done all year long? Will they change the rules and just minimize that requirement so that the Buckeyes can play in the Big Ten title game? Or simply let Ohio State play in the quote-unquote second-place game and see if the committee cares about the actual conference championship game or not? All three of them seem like relatively intelligent options, and I know a lot of people in College Station, Gainesville, South Bend, and Tuscaloosa that care a whole lot about what they decide, no matter what they choose to do. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, I really do mean it. Please rate, review, and subscribe. I really do mean that too. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on all of the socials as well. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, December 8th. 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.